Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Before I dive into my topic today, I want to be sure and give a warning. I'm going to be talking about sexual matters. And so parents, be very careful. Of course, I love that sometimes fathers and sons sit around, listen to my podcast and discuss the themes. And I'm thrilled for that. But I always want to warn you when I'm going to talk about uh, intense sexual issues. Today is going to be one of those days. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, I am intensely opposed to porn. That's for a number of reasons. Don't mind discussing my own history with porn. Uh, I grew up largely in Europe as a young man, and porn was just everywhere. As I've shared before, I would come home from school late in the afternoon, maybe after football, turn on the TV, and there were fully nude people in uh, soap operas during the, during the afternoon. Uh, wasn't un- uncommon at all to drive down the street and see a billboard with a topless woman, and uh, she was selling potato chips or something. Um, as you all know, Europe was more libertarian when it came to those things. Berlin, where I lived as a teenager, was particularly known uh, not just during the Nazi years, but later, uh, for its perversions, uh, for its strip clubs, etc. And uh, I was only 13, 14, 15 years old during that time, so I wasn't visiting those places, but that culture spilled over. And uh, of course, in my high school, there were, uh, you know, in the locker rooms and so on, there were intense, unbelievably graphic um, pornography magazines circulated among the guys because it was just while while Playboy maybe was the main thing circulating in the states for that age group uh, in Berlin it was unbelievably graphic and intense and violent uh, and demeaning porn so I grew up in that context was affected by it to some extent never really had an addiction to porn of any kind like I, I read about these days but certainly was exposed to it damaged by it uh, and it and it certainly affected me. Uh, Later in my life, as I became a Christian, as I uh, became a leader, as I worked among men, as I had a son and a daughter, uh, I was even more opposed to porn. Let me be very, very clear. As a Christian, I don't believe we ought to be watching other people have sex. In fact, I don't believe really we ought to see other people nude except people we're married to. I'm talking about now as adults, not in taking care of children. Um, So I'm not a prude, but I'm just a traditional Christian in my value system. But, But I'm not approaching you from that perspective today. I know I have a lot of people listening to this podcast who are uh, not Christians. Of course, I welcome you every time. You know I want you to be involved in this discussion. But I, I also want to be self-aware and, and uh, make very, very clear where I'm coming from. I'm a Christian. Um, I believe I should be having sex with one person only. I don't believe I should be watching other people have sex. I don't believe I should see other people nude. I'm not married to, again, at an adult level. So that's where I'm coming from. But I'm not approaching you from my faith basis today. Uh, I want to approach this subject from a completely different basis, and that is what it's doing to men in their psyche, what it's doing with erectile dysfunction, and what it's doing to continued perversions. Now, I should say quickly that I am opposed to porn, uh, not just because I'm a Christian, but also because I think it's demeaning to women. I don't think there's any question that the Me Too moment that we're living through, um, that the that the sexual abuse that we have, the stat that I'm always citing, that 20% of uh, women on college and university campuses are abused. Where's that coming from? 
Uh, it's coming from the idea that, that young men get from porn, that every woman secretly wants it. She just has to be accosted in some way. She has to be pushed towards it. Um, that it's the woman's role to resist and to say no. What she really means is yes. And so force yourself on her. This all comes from porn. So it's an objectification of women. Uh, it's an overruling of women. Uh, I, I dislike it in every possible way. Okay, so I want to make very, very clear that my my main objection to porn um, objections to porn are religious and have to do with the abuse of women, which I hope we are starting to correct in our generation. But I this is a podcast for men, so I want to talk to you about what porn is doing for men. I want you to remember uh, an acronym. Uh, P-I-E-D, Porn-Induced Erectile Dysfunction. Uh, Recently in the military, the Navy and the Air Force, there have been studies that confirm what we all already knew, I think, anecdotally, which which is that uh, when men immerse themselves in porn— you, uh, they incre- they have increasingly higher levels that need to be achieved, increasingly higher levels of arousal um, before they can perform. And the more porn they watch, uh, the more weirdness, perversion, tricks, certain size bodies, extreme things that would never happen in a normal bedroom, especially a marital bedroom, um, the more they get uh, habituated to that in their souls, in their minds, and their arousal mechanisms, um, the, the more they have to have extreme things, and more specifically, porn itself, in order to become aroused. So what's happening, of course, is that we're seeing erectile dysfunction amongst very young men who are perhaps newly married or starting to have sexual partners, and they are not able to get aroused by just normal sex and a normal body. I mean, come on, we don't need to talk too graphically about porn, but uh, but porn is usually extreme, surgically enhanced bodies doing extreme things. By the way, they're usually acting. They're not actually doing some of the things that they're acting out. Um, the personalities are extreme. The circumstances are extreme. And so you get a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old boy inured to that kind of thing. You get him habituated in, internally to that kind of thing. I don't mean actually doing it, but just the, the watching it. And suddenly, just uh, sex with his sweet new bride, um, or you know, if he's a guy who chooses to, to sleep with people outside of marriage, uh, he finds himself unable to be aroused just by a normal girl or normal sex or uh, something that's not extreme. I'm going to be a little graphic now. Uh, you know, the missionary position doesn't do anything for him. Um, instead, he's got to have craziness or he's got to have multiple partners or he's got to have bondage or he's got to have other things. And so while we're dealing in an, in an era where testosterone levels are dropping, and we know this uh, statistically, and we also are dealing with an erectile dys- dysfunction plague in our society, a great deal of it has to do with porn. Because porn causes a man to raise the bar, so to speak, of his arousal level. Um, if every, if the only thing, if I watch intense porn by the hour, and the only thing that I'm watching are multiple partners and bondage situations and extreme things and tools and toys and all sorts of things, well, then it could be that that's what I've got to have. So, so on my wedding night. Um, in a normal, healthy uh, marriage situation, I may not even come close to being aroused uh, if that's what I've immersed myself in. Now, obviously, that's not the case with me, but I use myself as the pronoun there because that's the easiest way to craft the sentence and not involve anybody else. So 
this is what we're dealing with in our society. And I've, I've said very, very graphically on this podcast that I believe uh, that, of course, porn most often leads to masturbation for men and that masturbation is basically divorce training. Well, both are the porn and the masturbation. If you are f- watching porn, fantasizing and then masturbating to that fantasy, well, you are rewiring your brain. You are rewiring your inner mechanism, so to speak, and you are training yourself to need certain things things you are not likely to get in marriage. I don't mean because your wife's a prude or holding out. You, you could have the most giving, loving, sexually alive, fun wife. And by the way, I believe in great sex in marriage. I want you to have in marriage, I want you to have a fulfilling sex life and learn how to make each other happy and celebrate the joy of all of that. That's, that's what God intended. However, if you come to marriage uh, with your primary sexual training being perversion and uh, porn and enhanced bodies and weird situations that hardly anybody ever gets in, um, then, of course, that's what you're setting yourself for. That's what you're training yourself for. That's what you're getting your brain synapses oriented towards. We know that it only takes 21 days to rehabituate the brain and to rework the brain synapses. The synapses are the little connectors that determine the paths of, of impulses. And so, You know, if I get up every single morning and eat a certain thing in exactly the same way, 21 days straight, I have have actually reworked my brain to expect that. On the 22nd day or maybe the 23rd or 24th, um, I'm going to get up and that's what I'm going to want. My brain's going to say, hey, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's time to have your Fruit Loops or whatever or your chocolate milk or, you know, have some peanut butter, whatever it is that that you've uh, habituated yourself to. Well, the same thing happens with porn. And so that's what's going on today. Uh, is that we have young men who have been told that porn is fine, porn is manly. And, you know, we all know that everything from music videos to, you know, just almost every kind of of a popular entertainment has been influenced increasingly by porn. It's been mainstreamed. It's been, it's been made, it's been permissive, become permissible in our society. Um, I was watching a rerun of West Wing the other day and both a man and a woman say something positive about porn. Um, And again, this is something that's destructive to our society. It's in fact, it's actually hypocritical of our society to have its me too moment to talk about not abusing women, uh, to, to take a stand against trafficking or whatever other themes are happening and not discuss porn uh, because porn absolutely prepares males for extreme activity, for uh, only be ar- being aroused by extreme things. I think it, I think it feeds sexual abuse. But I'm talking to men right now about what you're doing to yourself. You are rewiring your brain to need weirdness. Now, let me tell you something. This is totally anecdotal, and, and be prepared now, parents and others. This is very, very graphic, but I, I've just refused not to get down to the nitty-gritty in this podcast, but I do want to warn you. I'm not doing this for entertainment, and if you're listening with a minor, you might want to hear it first and then discuss it later. But increasingly... We are hearing anecdotally, those of us who are close to the psychological community, those of us who pay attention to men's trends, what men report, increasingly we're hearing that even older men are choosing to have very young uh, sexual partners. And one of the reasons is that girls, let's say 25 and younger, 
are also being raised in a porn environment. They'll sit there and watch porn with their boyfriends or porn with their girlfriends. And, and, you know, it's become so mainstream. And often, you know, the parents have porn on the television and there's that late night HBO stuff at one level and then harder core stuff if the parents have chosen to have that on the television systems. And of course, all of us can get porn on our iPhones and iPads and what have you. So what's going on is that Older men are finding out that girls about 25 or younger who have been immersed in porn all their lives, uh, they are very willing to have multiple partners sexually. Uh, They are very willing to do extreme things because their primary sexual training has been porn. So a friend of mine who works with men talking to an older man who's very sexually active says he will only sleep with girls 25 or younger because they are absolutely not just okay, not like, not just giving permission, but actually trained by porn that multiple partners is normal. And so this older guy, I'm going to call him a pervert. Uh, he wants to, he's, you know, this is a guy in his fifties. He wants to get a bunch of 20 something girls, maybe even younger, by the way, uh, into his bed. Uh, them thinking, by the way, that they're doing what girls ought to do because they've been trained about sex on porn. Now, you understand where I'm going with all this. I'm deeply concerned that men, and this is what this podcast is about, it's men, men being noble men, men being good men, men being great men. You're not going to be a great man. You're not going to be a fine husband. You're not going to be a stalwart, moral, noble man uh, if you are immersing yourself in porn. Uh, You're going to have weird and perverse attitudes towards women. You're not going to value them and love them as you ought to. Uh, You're going to bring a lot of immorality and uncleanness to uh, your marriage and to the bedroom. You're going to have images in your head that are going to plague you your entire life. You will have rewired your brain so that the perversions that you've seen um, are, are sometimes what you want. And even if you don't want that exact perversion, uh, still you have raised the bar, so to speak. You have uh, rewired your brain to want extreme and unusual things that no woman should be asked to do. And and let me be even just a little bit more graphic. Again, warning, warning, warning. Um, you know, the average woman, the average pretty beautiful woman that you're likely to marry is just going to have a normal body. She She's going to be pretty, I'm sure, and and shapely, and you're going to want all that she is. But if all you've ever seen are massive breasts, surgically enhanced massive breasts, and for you, that's what you have you know, inured yourself to, that's what you become habituated to, that's what you've set your brain to want, that's what you, I'm going to be graphic now, that's what you fantasize about when you masturbate, well, uh, what, what's going to happen with, with the pretty girl that you marry? Uh, she's going to be lesser than, she's going to be below your weird, perverse standard that you've trained your brain to, to want. She's beautiful. She's sweet. She wants to give herself to you. She's marrying you. She's looking forward to a, to a happy sexual relationship with you within the confines of marriage. She doesn't know that you're bringing the gutter with you. She doesn't know that you're bringing a bunch of surgically enhanced hose with you. And I, I mean that very specifically. I'm not just trying to be insulting. She doesn't know that you're bringing expectations that you've gotten from nasty porn. Um, she doesn't know that that you view her body um, as lesser or as uh, something that doesn't measure up because you've got some surgically enhanced chick from Silicon Valley, no pun intended there, by the way, double entendre, um, you know, in your mind. 
and you're thinking that she's not she's not worthy, even though she's a lovely young lady. This is what's happening in our generation. So porn, masturbation, a life of fantasy, it's rewiring your brain. It's 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 making a generation of molesters. Um, it's setting you up for for an unhappy marriage. It's setting you up to have to feed that fantasy life apart from marriage and not rather than be fulfilled in marriage and in a sexual relationship. It is unbelievably corrosive of all you are. And now we find out that this plague of erectile dysfunction that's going on in our society is as much about porn as it is about anything else. Now, we'll do future podcasts about other aspects of erectile dysfunction and and how to increase testosterone. By the way, theartofmanliness.com does great stuff there. Brett, my buddy over there, Brett McKay, does great stuff on that. And we're all working together here. We're not in competition. So I love recommending these other sites. Artofmanliness.com has great stuff on getting your testosterone up, and, and I think you'll learn from that. But um, I like to do these shorter, hard-hitting uh, kind of podcast, so you can listen to them in a, in a short session and get it straight. I'm, I, I care about you. I want to see you be a great man. I, I want to see you not buy into the values of society that are destroying manhood. And I want you to think seriously, P-I-E-D, porn-induced erectile dysfunction, is a product of a whole lot of other decisions that have been made by a man that destroy him and damage him. It's damaging our society. It's damaging young women. It's causing molestation and abuse. It's creating the Me Too moment. It's making our society perverse. It's making our marriages unhappy. It's making men uh, bring into marriage the, the, the values and the practices of the gutter. Um, and yeah, I'm speaking as a Christian, but I'm also speaking as just a man, just a guy who's saying, hey, this is toxic for us. This is, this is cancerous. This is, this is destroying your life. So listen to me. If you're mired in porn, get out of it. There are, there are programs that will help you. Uh, go online, search, find a good church, find a good organization, get, get out of that stuff. You're buying into a lie. You're buying into something artificial. You're buying into something that's only going to rewire your soul in a destructive direction and screw up all the relationships you have in the future. I imagine you're already feeling guilty about it. You're already feeling dirty. Um, and that should be some indication. Sometimes our consciences need to be our guide as to what we do. And I'm here as kind of an older brother coach saying, look, I want you to have a happy, glorious, fulfilling frequent and passionate sexual relationship within marriage. But the but you're training yourself, if you're mired in porn, you're training yourself for just the opposite. And I don't want to see that happen. I also don't want to see you have erectile dysfunction. I also don't want to see you thinking about women in ways that are destructive. Because I believe that we're in a mutual encouragement society, that men and women need to work together uh, to launch each other into the greatness for which they're made by a living God. Now listen, This is one of the great paths of being a great man. Take this seriously. Discuss it with your band of brothers. Get some help. Fathers, talk to your sons. Write down practically about this. Don't be embarrassed. Don't squirm. Don't sweat. These things can be talked about in homes and should be uh, in a way that is sort of an inoculation against what's happening in our society. So go out. Be a great man. We'll talk about this some more, but there's help for this. And we can be men who are clean and righteous and passionate sexually in the right way. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. 
you'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group Production.